0: Is Halloween week. Well, technically not. It's the week before Halloween. I'm excited. My sacrificial goat has arrived. <laughs> Rob has been polishing the sacrificial dagger. I know that's not a euphemism.
1: <laughs> no. Polishing his dagger? Yes. Again?
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Omar, of course, has been learning the incantations in its native Romanian. Uh, <laughs> oh, all the to incantations. Summon evil. <laughs>
1: I know it's not officially Halloween week, technically, mm-hmm. but I mean it's basically Halloween week. Yeah, because since it's and since it's on Monday, I mean it's it's kind of once it's over, that's it. Like it doesn't really yeah. matter. Yeah.
0: And we're gonna send hell demons to one lucky patron.
2: <laughs> and I think that Greg might have forgotten that we have to have plans this weekend.
0: Uh, I've not forgotten.
2: <clears throat> <clears throat> okay,
0: have to. Yes. Yeah, we have, we pre bought tickets for um, the SeaWorld version of Halloween Horror Nights.
2: And if we don't use them this weekend, they go, go to waste.
0: Which one's the SeaWorld one? What's that called? That's uh, the one where you get to make sweet love to Shamu. <laughs>
1: and, oh, it's kind of like Valentine's. Day. And, every,
0: and everyone gets, I believe everyone gets to hunt their own penguin.
1: <laughs> that hollow scream, isn't that from?
0: Bush Gardens. But the, they're the same company. Same company, right? Okay. Yeah. But I might be mistaken on. Any of those things, but you know. I'll be prepared. What for the shamus sex? Well, I'm always prepared for that, but Okay, the penguin, <laughs> the penguin hunting.
2: Or or Rob polishing the sacrificial dagger.
1: Right in front of everybody. God. Okay. Well, as you may have guessed, you are listening to the Gimme Five podcast, episode two
2: sixty. No Is one got it- that far. Dagger polishing. <laughs>
1: Uh, this is the Give Me five podcast a semi-entertaining show about very entertaining things we're gonna talk about so much pop culture it's there's just so much pop culture um i think everything is visual right we're, this week it's um shows and movies right nobody read neither none of us can really read that well
2: oh i read i read all the time well no, I, I listen no to my audiobooks <laughs> But I've, yeah, I've gone true. through like four books since the last time we were on. Do you,
1: How do you go through that many that, like, what are you doing?
2: Um, I listen on my drive uh, for one. And uh. I have approximately a 30-minute drive to and from work. Hmm. I'll listen around the house. I'll listen when I drive. uh, Like on the weekends, if I drive to Disney, that's a 45-minute drive. I'll listen while I'm driving there. I, I basically listen when I get in my car. So everywhere I drive, I'm listening to the book that's
1: the problem my drives are seven minutes
2: yeah but like even close. when mine are seven minutes i'm still listening to seven minutes of that book of that and book. then i come back out and it starts back up
1: yeah fair enough all right fair enough well um my name is eduardo and i am joined by tinsley
0: eduardo was my penis's name for a while
1: and I'm also joined by freak bands.
0: <laughs> I feel like I should have answered for that one as well.
2: <laughs> no, because I cannot tell you what my penis is. Doing. But I was even ki-
0: like usually I'm kidding when I say weird shit, but that was actually true. <laughs> oh,
2: because oh if God. you say it backwards, it will disappear, and we can't have that.
1: <laughs> O'Duard. <laughs> Um, so what are we doing this week? Um, the Curse of Bridge Hollow, the Midnight Club, Andor. Finally, we're talking about Andor. Finally. And I haven't even started that yet. Halloween Ends, and one that I'm interested in because I want to see it really bad, but I'm, uh, and Black Adam.
2: And interestingly enough, I actually (laughs) saw Halloween Ends, but I'm going to learn about it for the first time when Greg talks about it, just like all of you.
0: It's true. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll revisit okay. this but he did conveniently fall asleep during all of the bad parts oh <laughs> I woke up just in time for the pal- the palatable ending yes during the bad parts like the whole movie or 120 like an hour and 20 minutes yeah
1: holy shit alright very good okay
0: well it was cute though because we like he was <clears throat> I was with him with his mouth open so we were throwing snacks into his mouth
1: <laughs> is that is that the they euphemism snacks
0: legit snacks like you know twizzlers Twizzlers nuts nuts.
1: nuts. sure yeah i was thinking uh goldfish but that's fine um all right well we're gonna review some things um there will be spoilers more than likely because that's how we do things we're gonna try to avoid major twists so we're talking about something that you haven't seen haven't read or whatever it is
0: or fell asleep during
1: fell asleep during so this will all be new to rob as well um (laughs) use your own discretion all right um, let's talk about newsworthy things. What do we got in the news? A couple of deaths?
2: Yeah. Well, we, we had, we had a, a trio of them. We may have already mentioned one. Um, Greg thinks we talked about Angela Lansbury.
0: Uh, she, I believe she died when we were recording last. Mm. Um, the last time we recorded without Omar. And Angela Lansbury died under suspicious circumstances while Omar was unaccounted for.
1: Quote, unquote
0: sick yeah so uh of course, i was so reason- sick
1: i'm sorry real quick i was so sick i don't remember a lot of that so i, I may have i was it. so
0: sick i don't remember killing Angela. I, I may have actually been <laughs> the one i, I so conveniently sick.
2: don't remember
1: yeah i really was that sick that where if i did kill her i wouldn't know it i i I would have no way of knowing anyway i'm sorry continue
0: <laughs> so- Uh, Rest in peace, Angela Lansbury. The reason why we even talk we're talking about her, despite the fact that we're like, you know, three old white dudes um, and not really the target market for murder. She wrote or such things is, of course, because she had awesome uh, voiceover for Disney and Beauty and the Beast.
2: But I mean, let's be honest, all of us did grow up watching Angela Lansbury and Murder, She Wrote when their parents were watching TV.
0: No, my parents did never watch that show.
2: You shut your whore mouth.
0: (laughs) I, I have to go with Greg on that one. I don't.
1: Know anyone that watched that? My,
2: my Christ way to out me, asshole.
1: I'm just saying, I just, I, you know, <laughs> I, I know that's totally
2: show lame
0: to ever watch that show. <laughs> I mean,
2: I'm bringing uh, over my, my, uh, sacrificial collection. Decker. No, my complete collection next time I visit, and we're gonna sit there and watch <laughs> every one of the murder she wrote.
0: We're gonna review every episode once a week. I actually have a little bit of hatred towards murder she wrote because. I tried to get on the that uh, World Series of Pop Culture show that was on VH1, and the question I lost on was about what town. Like this show takes place in this town, and I was like, I have no clue, and that is the oh. reason I lost. Interesting. The murder she wrote. What's the town? It's like some New England town.
2: You still movie. don't know it?
0: See, if you had watched it. Maybe you'd have been famous. Yeah, that was my second out. My first, my first thing I missed out on was what music. Like, it's it, of course it was musicals because I hate them. Um, it was what musical became a huge hit from a Steven Spielberg movie, and I answered Jaws, um, Shawshank Redemption. No, it was Fire uh, Starter Color Purple. Oh yeah, Wait, and that no, was Stephen so, King. No, not Stephen King. Steven Spielberg. I thought you said Stephen Sorry. I thought I said Stephen King. I'm not Stephen King. I'm sure <laughs> I said Stephen King. Steven Spielberg, sorry, it's October. <laughs> but anyway, so I did that. I messed up and I had just started de- 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 dating my wife and And dating. <laughs> Yeah. And she uh every time she saw me for the first couple months, she would sing, We're gonna need a bigger boat <laughs> just to mock me. Very nice. Oh, yes. That's cool.
1: She's ferocious. Well, man. R. I. P. Angela Lansbury. Yeah.
0: So anyway, continue.
1: We appreciate
2: you. We we also lost another big name. Uh, Robbie Coltrane passed away. That's that right. Sucks. The man who played Hagrid in the Harry Potter movies has passed away. And this is probably a week or so old at this point because he did pass away last week. Um, we are, in fact, a week behind. We did miss a week. We're going to give you a nice big episode. Someone tonight. was sick. Oh, my
1: God. I, don't, I can't even talk about it. Fucking Omar! I have like PTSD from that one. And it wasn't COVID, just sick. Anyway,
2: And we also lost Ted White. Now, who is Ted White, you might ask?
0: I know. Because I'm part of the patron-only chat. <gasps> where we discussed it. And how do you get to be a part of that patron-only chat? Uh, by going to patreon.com slash gibby 5 podcast Donating a small amount of money each month. It is $5, and you get to hang out. In our chat room, and do a bunch of other stuff, and there will be a patron uh, crafted episode very soon. I just have to uh figure out the dates and avoid holidays and whatnot. Oh, it's gonna get busy.
2: But it's, had you been, it's in gonna be golden league.
0: though. Hint, hint. Okay. <laughs> it's gonna be what? It's gonna be golden. Child shower girls. Oh my god. <laughs> Okay, (laughs) sorry. I done said it. Go. (laughs) Uh,
2: But had you been in our patron only chat, you would have known who Ted White was, and Ted White is one of the guys who played Jason in Friday the (laughs) Thirteenth. And ironically enough, (laughs) he died on Friday the Fourteenth.
1: The twelfth. Oh.
0: That's which right. That, was... that, that does suck.
1: Well, it would have been two on the nose if it was Friday the thirteenth. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay. Well, fair enough. Thank you, Ted White, for giving us a reason to talk about our Patreon. Thank you,
0: <laughs> and for being uh, an awesome Jason, and for being an aw- what? Which which move do you know? Which movies? He? We, we don't have time to look all that up. Fair enough. I didn't know he if was had um one of them. He was he was the big one with the hockey mask <laughs> and the machete. Oh, that like killed all those coeds.
1: Oh, was he was that guy.
0: Yeah. Oh. I'm kidding. No, yeah. All right, dirty flannel. Flo- <laughs> which I could actually be describing myself there. It was but,
2: one of the earlier ones. I want to say it was like three or four. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, um, should we move on to the Florida man? Sure. Would you like to do that? Yeah. Is
0: this do that? is a revisiting.
2: Oh. Huh. Okay. Because if you recall, there was the most Florida man ever, who was arrested for doing something stupid.
0: For allegedly doing something stupid, I think we have to do that.
2: Do, yeah. do either of you remember the Florida man? Who had a tattoo of Florida on his forehead? Yes, this motherfucker got arrested again.
0: Uh-huh. Okay, well, how did now? the police recognize him?
2: I don't, you know. He He's got into that. a fight with, and, and again, this kid's name is Matthew Letham.
0: Ah, uh, no, I boy. even remember his name too.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, and he just got into a fight with his friend.
1: If only there was he, uh, some distinguishing thing about him that we could remember.
2: He got into a fight with his friend, and he pulled out a razor blade on his friend and cut him while they were fighting. Don't be this dude's friend.
1: Oh my god, that's so that's, that's so excessive. I mean, we're talking about excessive. This is a guy who has a Florida tattoo on his forehead. Mm-hmm. Wow.
2: <sighs> and during Good. questioning, he admitted cutting the victim with the razor, but said he acted in self defense.
0: Of course he did. So why did he? Walk, there's so many things like did, did he have was it like a razor and like a little handle was it like a you know one of those things you scrape your stove when you're done cleaning it like
2: I don't, I, I don't know like
0: I, I'm trying to wrap my brain which I that's the problem you don't want to wrap your brain around anything that no you. There's, does.
2: there's no explaining this jackass I don't
0: it, <sighs> and was he mad at his friend because his friend was like yeah it'd be really fucking stupid to get a tattoo of Florida on your forehead I don't know Oh no, I wasn't talking about you, I'm sorry. <laughs> Rob, was, Rob was speechless for a second there. He's just the, the, it's so much.
2: I don't, yeah. So Matthew Leatham, you are again this week's Welcome to Florida.
0: I think if he beca- if it happens one more time, then he gets a free t shirt.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or a toaster.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, we will find him. We'll find him in prison and mail him a sticker or something.
1: The problem is this seems like a pretty serious thing. Just like, you know what I mean? Like trying to um, slice someone. Yeah, right. That is a hell of that's one hell of an assault. Mm. So we're not going to see him for a while, I feel like.
0: Yeah. Which but we'll see what happens. I mean, we also had maybe uh, they can
2: parlay it to attempted murder and lock him up for a while.
0: So there actually was another person that just went through his court case, and I thought it was the Florida man. But remember, there was that guy that had sex with the Elmo doll at Target. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> yeah. So
0: there was a case where a guy just got sentenced for... And the headline, of course, said sentenced for having sex with an Elmo doll. So I'm like, oh, this, this jackass. Like, that seemed like it was a while ago. So my thought was, okay, they're finally getting around to sentencing him. And it turned out it was another dude. But this one was like a paid handyman or something that broke into, like, went into a house. And on the, the nanny cam, they caught him having sex with an Elmo doll. Mm. So... Apparently, he's just
2: randomly breaking into houses to fuck Elmo dolls. Yeah. Wow. That is excessively specific. If he just buys his own and takes it home, there'd be no problem. He could do whatever the hell he wanted at home. (laughs) That
0: that Elmo doll has gotten laid more than all of our listeners. (laughs) (laughs) I I picture
2: the Elmo doll at his house, like missing patches of fur, (laughs) you know, with a little jitter, you know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, it's a tickle me Elmo and it's like, please stop. (laughs) <laughs> I, just, I just can't take it anymore <laughs> kill me, take out my batteries, kill me, like one of the eyes is stuck shut, so <laughs> it's
1: like <laughs> oh my God, God. that's ridiculous
0: <laughs> let us do a show here
2: let us let's, let's move on fine
1: that's probably for uh, we're gonna
0: go with the cursor bridge hollow because I don't have any idea what that is,
2: well. The The Curse of Bridge Hollow is a new Netflix movie. Actually, it was released on uh, October fourteenth of twenty twenty two. It's directed by Jeff Wadlow, and it does star Marlon Wayans, P- Priya Ferguson. You remember who that is?
0: Mm. Does the name sound familiar? It does. Is she from uh... oh, what the hell is that show? Is she from uh, Umbrella Academy? No, I oh, don't know. She's Lucas's sister from Stranger Things. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, she's cool.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Oh, Kelly Rowland, John Michael Higgins, Lauren Lapkus, Rob Riggle, Nia Vardalos, Abby Monterey, Holly J. Barrett, Miles Perez, Helen Slayton Hughes, and Doug Dawson. The synopsis is a, a teenage girl who accidentally releases an ancient and mischievous spirit on Halloween, which causes decorations to come alive and wreak havoc, must team up with the last person she'd want to in order to save their town.
0: Her father. So is this a young adult thing or a kid's movie or an adult?
2: Movie? Um, no, it's it's probably kids slash young adult.
0: OK, OK, because it sounds phenomenal.
2: I mean, Marlon Wayans is the dad. Yeah. And I mean, you know, Marlon Wayans, yeah. uh, he he's playing, he's playing his role. But he's other him. than that, my, my first thought, I mean, right from the get go, I was like, holy shit, the dad is an asshole. Like, like I get that they're trying to establish that he doesn't like Halloween. I get it. But you don't have to aggressively be a dick to people who enjoy halloween just because you don't i mean they could have they could have established that another way like I, i i literally spent the first like 20 to 30 minutes of the movie just hating him i was like what is this guy's fucking problem he's just a dick and and you know they he meets he meets uh they move into this house and he meets the neighbor And the neighbor's got his yard all decorated for Halloween and he's kind of, you know, he's kind of with his family, you know, just kind of mocking and oh, this is
0: stupid. Why would it blah, blah,
1: blah, blah,
2: blah, blah, blah. And the guy came over and introduced himself and right away he's like, oh man, that the the place kind of goes crazy for it. I mean, and he's like, he's like basically putting this guy down and I'm like, ease up there, asshole. What the fuck? You just met this guy. And there's another scene where where the mayor of the town drives up you know she she's also like a realtor or something it's a small town she drives up and she introduces herself and she meets the daughter and she mentions um the she mentions stingy jack which is like a local legend so so she's like oh you've never heard of stingy jack so she tells them the legend of stingy jack and the first thing the dad says when she finishes is like oh well now you and me talking to his daughter can go to the library and look up actual facts and it's like what the fuck bro <laughs> i mean she literally she literally was just explaining some of the town's heritage or the legend of the town and you're being an asshole what the- and even at that one the the wife kind of looked at him like what the fuck man you really but like the whole like first part of the movie was like that he was just being a dick and i get that you know he had this experience that made him afraid of halloween and he acts out or whatever but i it was literally so bad that i spent the first half of the movie just fucking hating and i i i felt like they could have probably done a better job not making one of the main characters so dislikable and honestly, uh, up until the last like ten minutes of the movie, I probably would have been okay if he'd have been killed.
0: We get that complaint about the podcast too, about one of the main I'm characters like, being complete, shit, dude? <laughs> completely and utterly dis- dislikable.
2: I mean, I guess it. I guess it, I mean, in <laughs> retrospect, it is kind of Christmas Carolly. You know, I mean, it's like the story of the Christmas Carol where Ebenezer Scrooge is kind of a dick. Um, um but I don't remember Ebenezer like insulting in people's intelligence. I mean, he was just kind of crotchety. And didn't want to celebrate Christmas and didn't, you know, it, it was cheap. Yeah. Um but I mean overall it's a it's a family Halloween movie. Um it's a little campy, but you know, some of the best uh some of the best family movies. So are. what
0: what are the uh decorations that come alive? Are we like are we fighting like that orange fire skull that everyone used to have in the eighties and seventies or?
2: No, there's um Uh, like there's, there's, uh, zombies and, you know, like all the zombies and skeleton yard decorations. Okay. They come to life. Um, there's one scene where they go to retirement home and the retirement home is all decked out like a spider web. There's this giant spider out on the roof. Um, and then a bunch of little spiders spread throughout the retirement home. And at one point those all come to life and start attacking all the, uh, retirement home, uh, residents. So it's, uh, I mean, (sighs) ultimately, I mean, the movie was okay, but I I really did not like Marlon Wayans for the first half to three quarters of the movie.
0: Gotcha. So, Should I watch this? Um, Or should I pick something like knowing that we only have a few days left before Halloween?
2: Knowing that you only have a few days left of Halloween, um, and knowing, knowing, I mean, I don't want to use the word sensitive, but knowing how your son is with with movies and whatnot mm-hmm. and about bullies and all that kind of stuff. He may not even like this. Uh, okay. Yeah. He's not a big fan of bullies. Yeah. The, the dad is kind of a jerk. Mm.
1: Wow. Okay. That, that bad even. Okay. Fair enough.
2: But it does have Priya <laughs> Ferguson in it.
1: She's so good. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I finally figured out, you saw the end of Halloween. I did. This is, I finally figured out like they panned, on to, like, when they were about to do the thing at the end, which we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember, they they kind of showed some of the people in the crowd. It just occurred to me that one little black kid was. He was the cool kid from with the babysitter in the first one that was, like, convinced that Michael Myers was in his closet. And oh, like, really? I remember it, like...
2: Where the babysitter got killed?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was like, hell no. <laughs> like It was that kid. I was like, oh, nice. he got nice. bigger. He's older now, which makes sense since it was filmed in two thousand eight. And intelligent. <laughs> yeah. He survived because he was like, nope. There will be other babysitters. I'm out. <laughs> okay. What else we got here? Uh, what else do we do here? Midnight Club. Uh, I guess we can do Andor. It's usually a little later we do Star Wars stuff. But I'll talk about Andor.
2: Talk about Andor.
0: Uh, so Rogue One, one of my favorite of the new breed of Star Wars movies. So I was super excited about Andor. But um, it is on Disney Plus. It started actually several weeks ago. I, believe the, I don't know exactly how many weeks ago. I didn't write it down, but I think they're on episode like eight now. Uh, they do show up on Wednesday evenings. Uh, and it is starring Diego Luna as Andor, of course. Stellan Skarsgård. Uh, you know, This is his second Disney feature. Of course, he's in all the Thor movies and the Avengers and stuff. Uh, Genevieve O'Reilly, isn't it? Playing a character. And I'm, I'm doing this on purpose because there's a lot of Star Wars fans that will know who these characters are but uh, Genevieve O'Reilly is playing a young Mon Mothma Uh, Alex Ferns uh Kyle I hate when I do the screenshot because it makes it very hard to see from what I'm standing up Kyle Solar, uh Wilf scolding Noof (laughs) Ursulam Faye Marseille uh (laughs) (laughs) Verada Sethu um Goh and Dave Chapman. There is uh, one of these actors. I don't think I actually got it in the screenshot, but is the kitchen manager from the Bear? Um, oh, nice. You know, the one that's the one that's kind of an asshole, but like gets shit done. Not not the main character, but the buddy. Um. So. Anyway, oh, okay. Uh, uh, prequel series to the one that's always wearing like a a white t shirt and smoking outside. Right. <laughs> Um, prequel series to Star Wars Rogue One, an era filled with danger, deception, entering Cassian will embark on the path that is destined to turn him into a rebel hero. So, uh, as I said, kind of excited, but Cassian, was, to me, was not the best character in Rogue One. I thought there was a lot of other ones that were a little more interesting. But I did like that there was a dark side, that he showed a dark side more because he killed that one informant early on.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And like, oh, wow, the rebellion is kind of hardcore. This show really takes that and runs with it. Uh, have you seen it yet?
2: I actually have not. And okay. and part of it is because of what you just mentioned. I just really... I'm not really that drawn to the character of Cassian. Also, knowing what's going to happen um, in Rogue One. I mean, I'm like, eh, eh, okay.
0: It's good. It's it's very different than all the other Star Wars shows. Mm-hmm. In that it's like very much spy... Uh, uh, like a guerrilla fighting type thing where they're like, you know, they have a camp and they have to like strike out the empire. And the thing that it really does is it makes the empire scary as shit again. Okay. Because like you're seeing it from the eyes of all of those emperor, the empire's um, like lower captains and generals and stuff. The ones Mm -hmm. that wear like the, the white uniforms, like the admirals Mm -hmm. and they get called in and like, they're sitting around this big table and it's like, okay, it's been five years, they're not taking us serious, let's see what happens when we kill all of them. So it really shows that they're just like, they really are focusing on the order aspect of it. Mm -hmm. And some of the character names that pop up, you've heard about in video games and books and things like that. So, um, which is I think is very cool. Um, Basically, the story is that Cassian is being recruited by this, the beginning of the the rebellion. And the first little thing they're going to do is they're going to steal the payroll so to fund everything. They're going to steal the payroll from this one sector and they do the heist and that's when they bring in this general that's like, okay, here's what's going to happen. If we find out that any people have done this, we're going to, they have to pay tribute five times of what their normal tribute is in order for us not to kill them and so on and so forth. So it, things are escalating. That was kind of the tail end of this most recent episode. Um. The it looks great, of course, they always do. Uh the characters are likable. There's a cute little droid, B2 Emo, I think. B2 EMO. Um mm-hmm. and he, you know, yet another interesting droid design. Not a huge amount of of aliens and and silliness. There's like no silliness whatsoever. This is a straightforward, like everything they do has like life or death consequences. Yeah, there's a re- there's an older woman that Cassian lives with. I think it's his... He calls her Ma, like M.A., but her name also is begins with M.A. Um, It's not Ma and, Mothma. Ma and Mothma. But like I think that it's possible that it's not his mother, but I don't know, either way. There's an older woman he lives with, and he's like, we need to leave the planet now because the Empire's going to take over, and she's like, no, this is my planet. I'm staying here. And like every time he leaves, there's a real fear that she's not going to be there when he gets back and she's a likable character. Um, okay. So uh, it's, I, I really like it. Um, it's not, it's as straightforward. There's like never been a single thing where it's like, well, that was a stupid decision. Uh, okay. Th- like, maybe one time <clears throat> where, like, the people make the right decision but they trust someone basically on their their word. And in this type of environment, maybe they wouldn't trust them on their word. You know, like someone was about to double cross and they shoot the person that's going to double cross and they're like, yeah, well, I shot him, but he was supposed to double cross. He was going to double cross you. They're like, oh, okay. (laughs) So like, but they kind of uh, talk out of it because the person that did it doesn't steal the money. So it's possible that, that could be why they were like, oh, okay, well, he had the opportunity to steal a gazillion credits, and he didn't – he just took his cut, so maybe he wasn't lying. They don't really discuss it. It's just kind of what played out in my brain as the scene was going on. Mm-hmm. But um, you see some uh, unique planets, which I've always liked about Star Wars. And, uh, I mean, it's a Star Wars show on Disney+. Plus. It's it's good.
2: It, and see, I I would really like them to – explore more of the star Wars universe, but not so much with characters connected to the films. And I mean, the Mandalorian is a perfect example of how they can do that without, um, I mean, granted they, they have had, you know, a couple of fringe characters here and there who come in and, and ground it to the actual films. But I mean, it's a whole new story apart from the, the whole Skywalker uh, saga that we're, that we're so familiar with. And what I'd really love to see Disney do, and I don't know, I'm sure they're probably going to at some point, but I'd like to see them start with a series from the Old Republic. And then turn that into a movie or a couple of movies and then continue the series and then link all of that kind of the way that they've done with the MCU. I would love to see a little bit of um, integration between the two products.
0: It's interesting because if you read about this one a lot, and I know there's connection points in general, uh, this one is the most disconnected from the Star Wars universe. Um, it just yeah, you see Mon Mothma young, but that's kind and obviously what's his face, uh, Cassian Andor was in one of the earlier movies, but there's not there's no name checking of like Darth Vader or Leia.
2: Right. I mean but it but
0: it stars
2: a character that nobody really cared about from the movie. I mean it's not like they're creating a character and making a movie around them like they did with The Mandalorian. I mean The Mandalorian, yes, I mean you had the um you had the Mandalorians, so to speak, but I mean he was he was essentially a new character. Mm-hmm. And the 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 show was built around him with this new story and all of that, and you had a you know you had people from the films or or the big names, um, were weaved into it here and there, but it was still you know a new story, and it's not like they're it's not like they're telling the backstory, of um, you know I, I mean it, it's kind of like Solo. I mean yeah, Solo was a fun show, was a fun movie, but I mean ultimately. I mean, we know. We know what happens with Solo. We know, mm-hmm. you know. I'd like to see something new is what I'm getting at.
0: Yeah, it defi- This is definitely showing the how of how he got dragged into the, uh, mm-hmm. the rebellion because he was just trying to survive and make money. Mm-hmm. But he also had he has a little bit of a grudge too. Very similar actually to The Mandalorian to be honest. Um, you know, seeing a uh, cadre of clone troopers basically killing everyone in town. Mm -hmm. Which is, again, you've seen that in Mandalorian, but it was stormtroopers. Uh, There is a scene that I thought was really interesting, because as you remember, uh, Andor's buddy was that big droid. It was a K2SO, right? Yeah. And So you see one walking towards him, and your first thing is like, oh, okay, it's his buddy, or this is the one that's become his buddy, and then it um, the person that was telling him to be—he was after he was—he was captured for something as simple as like just being in the wrong place, like jaywalking, kind of. Huh. And the then something big happens, so the the stormtrooper that captures him like runs away and just tells the security droid to to uh, either I think it says hang out here or do something. Basically, the, he miswords it, so the the robot thinks that he's supposed to like kill him. Who so basically picks him up and holds him up against a wall and is like slowly crushing his throat? He's like, no, he meant hang out with me, not hang me, like something along those lines. Mm. Um, but it was like you just you realize how much bigger this thing is than this guy. He's basically throwing him around, throwing him around like a uh, doll. So it makes those dudes a lot scarier. But um, it's good. Everyone should watch it because I want more.
2: Well, all right. All right, I'm down to
0: watch it. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? We got the Midnight point. Club.
2: <clears throat> I was gonna say we can start the Midnight Club. Yeah, do it. Um, the Midnight Club is on Netflix.
0: We're gonna get a little scary. <laughs> okay, there you go. Because I have a button that does that.
2: Yoshi. <laughs> 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 and and I don't know. I don't know if the horror. I I don't remember whether or not horror was played up. Um. There's, there's some suspense aspects to it, and there's some there's some tense moments. But it, I don't know that I would ever really call this show horror. Um. It was released October seventh of twenty twenty two. Some said, jump scares. It, yeah. Creepy. Like I said, it's all and... Five it's on netflix shrinks. but i mean but that's not really horror you know what i mean mm-hmm. um it does star iman benson igby rigney <laughs> uh ruth cod anara simone william chris sumter adia oh Adi, a one one name person adia uh aya furukawa sarian sepkota wow matt beidel samantha sloyan Zach Guilford, Heather Langenkamp. Do you know who Heather Langenkamp is? You're
0: damn right I know who Heather Langenkamp is.
2: It took me a couple of episodes to be like, I know who that is. Who is that? I
0: know who that is. Who is that? Why does she sound familiar? She's from, she's the, one of the last girls. From, she's uh, Nancy. Yeah, she's Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh. Wow. So
2: okay. Heather Langenkamp, Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street. With her is, adorable
0: pink sweater and curly, floofy 80s hair.
2: Yeah, is Dr. Georgina Stanton in this in this series? So the Midnight Club the Midnight Club follows a group of eight terminally ill patients at Brightcliff Hospice who begin to gather together at midnight to share scary stories. And, you know, my th- my first thoughts about this were, you know, holy shit, who knew that a series revolving around eight kids in hospice would be such a tear jerk? Um. Uh... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um. I. I thought there was going to be a little bit more horror involved, but I mean, the show is really, really good. There's. There's a lot of emotions to be had from this show, but this show is ultimately worth watching. But I. I got to get real for a minute. Fuck you, Netflix. All right. Fuck you. How in the hell? Are you gonna do me like that? You're gonna build me all up for this show, get me hooked, and end it like that? Now I gotta wait like two years for the next season. I swear to God, if there's not another season, I am driving to Netflix headquarters. There's gonna be some problems.
0: Wow. <laughs>
2: God, I can't. When when it ended, I was like, "You have Rob is literally
0: to... gonna self emoliate himself on the steps of <laughs> Netflix you headquarters." Have
2: got to be shitting me. What? We're ending it like that?
0: I'm not there yet. I'm only on episode. I just finished episode five.
2: Oh, my God. You'll you'll know what I'm talking about when you get there. I was like.
0: Sure. This is a very interesting show. It is. It took me a couple of like, it's good. Don't get me wrong. It took me a couple of episodes to get the point mm-hmm. of what were the important things, what was going on, because, you know, whenever you have old hospital, bad things happening, all of that stuff. You start – there's been so many movies and stuff like that about, like, the haunted mental institution or haunted abandoned hospital that it took a little while. Um, it is set in the 90s, and they, they do a really good job with the music um, to the point of where the next day um, – where, where they – uh, the next day I'm like, why am I wanting to listen to the Spin Doctors or some other band? I forget who they had, but yeah. um, so I thought that was kind of – like they, they do a good job of setting it in the '90s without
2: mm-hmm.
0: being like, you know, what's your AOL address and like, you know, yeah. Did you get the new Nirvana album? Like, they don't. There's have
2: to a do big scene with the with the PlayStation.
0: Yeah, which that that's actually the last thing I saw. Yeah, and the, waiting for it, it to come is, out.
2: Yeah, the, he's he's a big gamer, and he's he's not going to make it to see the PlayStation, and he just wants to play the PlayStation. And one of the other one of the other residents is kind of connected, and she's able to get one for him from like her
0: father is a celebrity or something.
2: Yeah, he he knows a lot of people in Sony, and she's able to get one for him from Japan. Mm-hmm. I thought but that was really I mean, sweet. yeah, it it was. I, there's a lot of really touching moments in this movie or in this uh, show. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- I mean, this show is a complete home run in my opinion. Um, I'm completely connected and invested in the characters. You know, it, it hurts when one of them dies. There's some of them I want to slap. I'm dreading what's in store for others. I mean, but but I'll be damned if they didn't make me care about every one of those little fuckers. Um, the Oh, my God. And the story that they tell in episode five.
0: So which did one is that? Some? Which story is that? I think I did, but it, that one didn't connect to me as much as the... That's a as, meshes story. Okay
2: the the one where he wants uh, to be a game designer yes okay loved that story that one and then the i don't think you've seen the other one yet but the um the driving story
0: that one i didn't get the what the one before that there was so they're each telling stories if you're wondering what we're talking about here they're, they're and a telling lot of stories. the stories
2: actually relate to their illnesses so that that's kind of what drives them and what they see and or you know what they what they know so they tell these horror stories based upon things that they know, and and a lot of times the stories are true. Yeah,
0: the one with them. the kid and the hammer was horrifying.
2: The one with the kid and the what? The
0: hammer, where he like goes. That one's
2: left. that one's ongoing. You actually get a couple of those.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen. I I figured it would be because it never stops. But like basically, because they show this like cute little girl with like pigtails and her going to her locker in high school, and this guy, you know looking and she like looks back at him and you think it's going to be like some sort of romantic thing and then he goes to her house and kills her with a hammer. <laughs> like, holy yeah. shit.
2: So. But it's because his mom like gives him the name or whatever. Yeah, that's what it was. And he has and he's compelled to go kill them.
0: Mhm. But that was yeah, that was one of those where it was almost like a whole other movie that like you knew what was going to happen and you're like, "Oh."
2: And that, and honestly, that's what, I mean, the, a lot of the stories take up most of the episodes. So when they're actually telling the stories, they, the, it's, it's like you're watching an anthology basically. Um, and it's really enjoyable. I, I've, I've enjoyed just about all of the stories. I like the interaction between the kids and what, what episode are you on, Greg?
0: I I think I'm on five.
2: You just finished five? I think so. Okay. Um,
0: yeah, I had to because that was yeah cause I I saw the that story so
2: and and so but you've already met Shasta right? Samantha <sighs> Sloan? yeah yeah. Bev Keen from Midnight Mass.
0: Oh yeah, God, she is so good. Zach Gopher, too. He was he was from Midnight Mass too. Yep. He was the dude that that was on the robot. You know who else is in this? You don't see them, but they they show up later.
2: Um, there's, a, there's a couple of actors from Haunting of Hill House. Uh, Elliot. I can't remember his name. I always call him Elliot from me no, Yeah. Um, he actually has a cameo in one of the stories, and so does one of the sisters. One of the grown-up sisters.
0: When you have a director, producer, whatever, that uses the same actors over and over again, I always get that opinion that they're one of those people that's good to work with and mm-hmm. is, and one, talented and all that. But like, there are certain people that show up, like, in almost everything that, uh, what's, oh, uh, Todd, ta- uh, not Todd McFarlane, Seth McFarlane does. Like, he uses some of the same people. Mm-hmm. And like, people might be like, oh, he's offensive. And it's like, well, everyone that works with him has never had a complaint. And then there's. Yeah, they all have great things to say about him. Yeah. And same with, uh, this guy, like, He's been making these very, you know, seven episode, ten episodes. So he's worked with them a lot. It's not just like a movie. And these same people want to do more projects with them. So you know, it's it's very cool. And I'm I'm glad it's another good one. Like, he hasn't misfired yet. So I got to look up his older stuff. I know he did a couple of movies.
2: And and while I was watching this show, one of the things that I noticed was that uh, Samantha Sloyan um, or Sloyan, I, I don't know how to pronounce it, but she, how, how versatile she is and how she can play a role like Bev Keen and actually make everyone who watches the show hate her guts. Like she, I I mean, she was probably on par with Joffrey for me from Game of Thrones.
0: And she had red hair too, right?
2: She did. Yeah. Which and even more amazing. But in, in the, in the beginning of, um, of Midnight Club, you're actually introduced to her, uh, this character Shasta, and she's actually this very warm and loving character. Um, and she can pull that off too. I mean, and I'm watching these, these episodes going, God, she could play like, like a, uh, almost like a, a, a good, you know, like wood witch kind of, you know, like a, a mentor slash, um, shaman kind of, kind of role um and she plays it well i mean she she there's there's she can play both extremes very well and i i bought it and and i paid for it later in the series <laughs> Ooh. i was like shit interesting but it's a it's it's a great Great series, and if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend checking it out. Midnight like Club Craig says, on Netflix, is, by the way. It is on Netflix, but it is
0: very heavy at times. But it's well worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not just like every kid is dying of the same thing. There's various diseases, including AIDS, because the, mm-hmm. the cocktail wasn't really invented yet and stuff. So, right. Well, we're we're gonna talk about Halloween ends now, so that I so that I can remind. Rob that he saw it. <laughs> tell me about Halloween ends, Greg, because I watched this, but I didn't watch it yeah uh, Halloween ends uh, it is in the theaters and it is on peacock it is directed by David Gordon Green it came out on October fourteenth We actually waited a week to watch it because we watched it with a friend and patron Scott uh, in the, in the patio of uh, delight the patio of delights where we ate snacks mm. and whatever but uh, it of course is the saga of Michael Myers. Oh, hold on, let's do the character the actors first. Uh starring Jamie Lee Curtis, Andy Matichak, James Jude Courtney, Rohan Campbell, Will Patton, and his voice. Jesse C. Boyd, Michael Barbieri, Destiny Moan, or Monet, one of those. There's no little hyphen, there's no little accent, so I'm guess it's just Moan. Uh Joey Harris and Martin. Really? Mm-hmm. <sighs> How do I sign up for the no like last name thing? Um. Anyway, uh, it is the saga of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode. It is coming to a spine-chilling climax in the final installment of the trilogy. So, of course, Halloween came out in nine in two thousand eighteen, I believe. And last year, Halloween Kills came out. And then this is the final of those three reboots. They are, of course, technically supposed to be the exact next movie after the first Halloween from 1978. So you can, of course, there's websites on this. You could branch off in any different direction to decide which Halloween is yours uh, and which story it tells. Um, Halloween is one of my all-time favorite horror movies. And saying that, I'm not one of those people that is like, this is untouchable. You can't do a sequel. I'm intrigued about sequels. I like sequels. Um, I enjoyed the 2018 Halloween a lot, actually. Uh Halloween Kills started falling off mm. and Halloween ends fell off big time. Yeah. Very, very big time. Um I've talked to a lot of horror fans and I had to avoid all the conversation because I didn't want it to be spoiled. And we were waiting on watching it. Um so I had to avoid talking to several people that run other podcasts that do horror movies and stuff that I was like, okay, they're gonna say stuff and but I did get the general idea that a lot of people were disappointed. Uh, there were a bunch of whiny bitches that were also trying to, like, let's get a petition to make them remake the movie. Yeah, that's not fucking happening. Why waste your time? That's exhausting. Them? Don't be a dumbass. Yeah. Like, that is proof that you have no fucking clue what it takes to make a movie. Right. And market a movie and get actors and actresses where they're supposed to be. Um, so, you're dumb. But, um, so this uh, this is the basic idea, is... This happens four years after Halloween Kills. At the um, end of Halloween Kills, they do that thing where, like, all the town's folks go around Michael Myers and are beating him with bats and rakes and rubber chickens and shoot him a couple times and, you know. I forget how he gets away even though we just watched it.
2: He he kills some of them. He hulks out, basically. Yeah,
0: yeah, so he 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 stabs someone in the throat and whatever. Okay, so... But how but, Michael Myers has not been seen for four years, so everyone just kind of assumed that he died.
2: Well, here's the thing that I don't get. And maybe maybe they address it because I fell asleep. But they know he's they know he's still alive because he killed her daughter at the end of the at the end of the movie. And everybody saw the daughter go into the house and then she died after the fact. So I don't understand why they don't know that Michael Myers is actually still alive.
0: Uh yeah, because that's dumb. Not what you said, but the fact that they disregard that. Cause, oh, okay. Yeah, like okay. they yeah you're right. They they don't. And the one person that is willing to basically upend her entire life, live in a house that's a big trap, do nothing but practice weapons, all this stuff, is like, well, and then has her daughter killed. is like, you know what? I've been going to therapy. I can move on from him and just write a book. And it's like – and moves into a regular house and – all that stuff it it doesn't make they they turned her into like the ultimate sarah connor killing machine and then had her go back to i guess to help her granddaughter but yeah and it it doesn't work so um they basically um it's four at four years uh lori's living and taking care of her granddaughter and um she's writing a book about what has happened Uh, They are kind of in a weird place where, you know, people like people will jump on the victims just as much as the people that have are the killers or whatever. Like she's at that place where people are like, oh, you're you freak, your your brother or whatever did this thing, you know, like whenever they're out and about. So they're a little bit they're trying to live a normal life, but it's a little bit hard. It's not a big plot point, but it just happens. But then there's this kid. Named Corey Cunningham. Uh, that's who, an name, by the way, for sure. That's a, oh yeah, totally. It's a it's a, a Stanley name. Peter Parker, Corey Cunningham, right? J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> a litter of stuff. He. This is the the cold open, and he's babysitting this little shitty rich kid, who's like who tricks this this kind of dim mechanic into going into the attic and locks him in the attic of this one of the, this like, it's supposed to be a four-story house with the big open stairway. And mm-hmm. the guy's trying to get out, trying to get out, and he kicks the door open, the door hits the kid, the kid flips over the top rail of the thing and falls to his death. And But was up.
2: it just me, or were all the outside shots of that house just like a two-story house?
0: Yeah, it was, de- the outside shots of the house were not nearly as tall as the inside shot. <laughs> okay, I wanted the... to make
2: sure I didn't.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah, definitely not the same house but so he falls right when of course the mom comes home um and the guy's upstairs like holding a knife because that's how he convinced the, the guy to leave him sandwich making or something but anyway kid falls dies so now this kid is a pariah too, the older like 21 year old so four years later people realize who he is because technically he's a kid killer but it was all an accident and he so he didn't really do much jail time anyway so you kind of feel bad for this guy. Uh, he's being bullied by some younger kids. He uh, he also falls off of a bridge. There's a lot of falling in this movie. Mm-hmm. He falls off a bridge, lands on the ground. There's a crazy homeless person who sees everything. He ends up going into a rain, rain ditch uh, sewer drain and meets Michael Myers for real. So Michael Myers apparently has been living in a sewage strain for 4 years eating rats and slowly healing <laughs> maybe and like they There's don't no way any of those wounds got infected down there no 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 but like okay i get it he's a killing machine this series really kind of went it started off going the direction of like you know they missed him with the shots he's he's a big dude they only caught muscle when they shot him like they didn't make him supernatural but now he's surviving for four years alone. He seems to need to recharge himself by making kills. Because, like, until he kills someone in there, he doesn't leave there, apparently. Mm-hmm. The homeless dude, like, is like, why didn't he kill you? So, like, he, the homeless dude is outside knowing that everyone that went in there got killed. And also, Mike Miles never came out and killed him. Cause he's, so that was weird.
2: Well, I got the impression that he was kind of like the gatekeeper. Like he was feeding people to Michael Myers, basically.
0: Yeah, but the way they've done the, with this movie is that Michael Myers is just is a killing machine. Like he doesn't care. The only other thing that – the only thing that he didn't kill was like the baby in the first one. The first of the these three.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So that was weird. And then, of course, he kind of – like this this nerdy, annoying kind of dim kid – makes eye contact with Michael Myers in this thing. And it's almost, and they do like this little soul connection thing where they show all these like clips of both of their past together. And it's like, okay, what happened? And then it becomes a Chucky movie basically where like the kid is now a killer. The kid's possessed. Yeah. But like, there's nothing about that in the lore. Like there was so like, you don't introduce some of this crazy amount of lore. That's one stupid in the last movie
2: and then, right. and then the idea that Michael Myers is just like, "Okay, yeah, you can go do the killing. I'll just stay here,
0: yeah, so then the guy, of course, because becomes... the kid
2: the kid isn't actually possessed. he's still completely in control,
0: yeah, and he's, he does kill he, he does go kill people that have wronged him or wronged his girlfriend, right, who by the way, is the granddaughter who is I understand that she has an awkward life, but she's very pretty um, she has a pretty decent job and is someone that should not be dating this weird loser dude that's like awkward and like i get that he was it was an accident but everyone think everyone thinks that he killed a kid and, and then he yeah,
2: everything about the setup
0: is suspect yeah and then of course he becomes a killer anyway and it's really really dumb really dumb And it wasn't – like, they made it almost like he was going to become the next Michael Myers, but he didn't have the size, didn't have anything. And, of course, he eventually realizes that if he wants to be with the girl, he has to kill Laurie Strode and fails miserably at that too. And so all of this happens in the first hour and 20, hour and 30 minutes. And then you get Michael Myers versus Laurie Strode, and it's kind of badass. There's just violent and bloody, and you saw some of that part, right? Like the kitchen uh-huh. the kitchen yeah. counter stuff, and there's like all that. And I'm like, okay, this is cool. And then people do the dumb thing they do in horror movies where they stop killing the killer. <laughs> like, like never stop killing the killer, and they start parading him through the town, That which seems stupid at first. But it ends, I think, satisfying in a satisfying manner. Where they weren't just parading him to a town. They were parading him somewhere to dispose of the body.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and pulp him, basically. Yeah. So I thought that part was smart. I didn't think it was smart having that many... I, I don't know. It was the... The way they were parading him, it seemed like it was really, a you know, going to be trouble. Yeah. But it wasn't, so that's good. Um... As I said, you slept through an hour and 20 minutes of it. It was probably a better movie for you. It was. so. And <laughs> some of the people I know that, that like the series were like, you know what? They should have taken the last 15 minutes of this movie, attached it to the end of Halloween Kills, and called it a day. Because it really seems like they made this movie out of, like... Something completely different. Like, oh, this story seems like it'll work. Let's just change the killer to Michael Myers and move on.
2: They they had this idea for the end of the movie, but that was all they had. They had to make up a whole bunch of bullshit before the last fifteen minutes of the movie. And they're like, yeah, fuck it. They we we just want the we just want the kill scene at the end. So this is what we got. And now we're just doing filler for the next hour. And
0: well, time. it's one of those that like when you when you map it out and you're like, okay, what I think would be neat if we have an innocent sympathetic character that then becomes the killer that's fine and all but you have to convince everyone that there is a reason why this person would be a killer Mm -hmm. when he was clearly horrified when he accidentally did it the first time yeah and not have it be supernatural which they ended up doing and make it make sense because it just doesn't no and i was i was disappointed i enjoyed the evening though as did i Anytime, because anytime Rob falls asleep on my patio and I get to do terrible things to his sleeping form <laughs> is a win for me. <laughs> yes, especially when I, when I don't have to slip drugs into drink to make it happen. Because <laughs> <What? laughs> because that could be expensive. It just happened. Um, but yes, it was it, it was disappointing. Um, uh, if you're a Halloween purist, you're going to have to see it anyway, just so you could be angry um if you are a horror movie person you will also be disappointed if you're just a random person watching a movie you might think some of the kills are neat but it's it's underwhelming i'm telling you now okay and now
2: so i should not go back and watch it again
0: uh maybe next year again for the first time Let's yes Let's just put that to say that the uh, narrative of Hubie Halloween was better than the narrative of Halloween Ends. It was more believable. Wow.
1: Okay. That sounds rough.
0: <laughs> I did it for you you guys out there, you listeners. I, <laughs> I took the, the chef knife of shittiness to my chest.
2: Nice.
1: Chef's knife of shittiness. Wow. That is alliterative as well. It's true.
0: <laughs> uh well, so Black Adam. You want to move on
2: to our final topic?
0: The big I one. Do. The big right. cheese.
2: The the big cheese. Well, the big cheese
0: is actually Black Adam's nemesis. Shazam is actually nicknamed the big cheese. Is he really? That's yeah. Like I didn't. You guys, I knew both of you guys didn't know that, but that's liter- literally what. Like back in the like 40s and 50s, they would be like Shazam or the Big Cheese because he was Captain Marvel back then, but he was referred to as the Big Cheese. Wow. Well, okay. well all right.
2: Black Adam was released in theaters on October 21st, 2022. It's directed by Jean-Colet serra Jean-Colet serra Sure. Okay. It does star. Dwayne Johnson, Aldous Hodge, Pierce Brosnan, Noah Centenio, Sarah Shiahi, Shahi, uh, Quintessa Swindell, Marwan Kanzari, Bodhi Sabongui, uh, Mohammed Amer, James Kusati Moyer, and Jalen Christian.
1: Who's the lead? Dwayne, uh, Dwayne who?
2: Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I don't know, never heard of him. Never.
1: I I believe you. I trust you.
2: Nearly five thousand years after he was bestowed with the almighty powers of the Egyptian gods and imprisoned just Mm. as quickly, Black Adam is freed from his earthly tomb, ready to unleash his unique form of justice on the modern world. I'll start off by saying that I hadn't heard great things about this movie. In fact, what what I was what I was getting from like the little snippets that I heard here and there was that this movie was taking a lot of hate. Um, People were like, oh, this movie is fucking garbage. Blah, 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 they missed another one. And I went and saw the movie anyway because I was interested. It's not bad. I, I enjoyed it. I, I mean, I like The Rock to begin with. So he's, he's become a much, he's come a long way since the Scorpion King days right Um, big time yes there i i will i will do my my token lamenting of the loss of the redheads because uh cyclone was cyclone was replaced um they they seem to always do that the the redheads get replaced so i don't know why it's a thing but it's a thing um Hawkman's character was and and maybe maybe you can maybe you can tell me Greg but is Hawkman so like completely driven? I mean, he was like real gung-ho like this whole time, like just just uh, I mean, eyes on the prize, no <laughs> no black line between you, you know, there's there's no there's no gray area between black and white. It's just Yes, you know, that, that this, is his character.
0: That is his character. That's okay. why he, like, his comics never last longer than, like, seven issues or ten issues, because it's, it's such a one-note character. Okay. That it's very hard to, he's, you know. Uh,
2: he was kind of annoying. I'm not yeah, going to lie. Yeah, that's
0: kind of, like, I've always liked the character, because, like, that mace is, like, the thing he hits people with, it seems mm-hmm. so resounding and, like, final. mm mm-hmm. That I like the character when he pops in to, like, you know a team book, but his own mm-hmm. books are... It's always about him, like, dying and being resurrected, and this, like, whole Egyptian thing, and... Now, is... Hit me a
2: little bit with some knowledge on Hawkman's uh, abilities. Is he, like, super strong or super, uh, like, like invulnerable or some shit? He's or...
0: super strong, not completely invulnerable. Um, when he dies, he does resurrect. He is uh, from a warlord... I think he's from a warrior race, but I don't know if it's that... Like aliens as gods, kind of thing that they do in Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of his thing. He's and when he dies and resurrects, he is his goal is to try to find his uh, hot girl, who's his lady love, who may also mm-hmm. have died and been resurrected as someone else. I said okay. being like I was in like I'm Canadian, and now I hate myself a little.
2: <laughs> are his wings? Are his wings metal?
0: Uh, no, they're usually like feathers. And like, oh, okay, they look like they're attached to a backpack, but I don't know if they actually grow out of his back or not. His wings were metal.
2: Anyway, um, like I said, Dwayne Johnson plays Black Adam, and I really liked him in this role. Um, One of the things that I commented on when he first appears is that I'm like, oh, he speaks English, and he understands everything that everybody is saying. Okay. He's adjusting to this whole 5,000 years into the future thing very well. (laughs) (laughs) Um <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> but they it, I did catch something towards the end of the of the film at one point when he gives up his power, he actually reverts back to speaking the native language. The the language that he spoke 5000 years ago. And they and they throw up the subtitles. So, being that the powers that he has are magical, Maybe it also acts as a translator.
1: <laughs> well, then that was their way of explaining how he. Yeah. Okay.
0: All right. Yeah, fine. Fair enough.
2: So I'll, I'll give him a pass on that just because.
0: Uh, maybe he was uh, the first 30 minutes he was lear- using Babbel, the language oh, learning app, who is go. now sponsoring our show because I said that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, but some of the other some of the other characters are uh, Hawkman, Dr. Fate, Adam Smasher and Cyclone. It's a team of it's a team of four. They're they're recruited by none other than Amanda Waller. Um the the one who the one who recruited all the suicide squad people. Oh, she drives me nuts. Yeah. Yeah. And she's just they don't they
0: don't know whether or not to make her just like shady government person or a complete asshole.
2: Yeah, she she's she's kind of insufferable in this as well. Um and these are good guys. I mean, these are good guys that are going out to do this. So it's not like she's She's got to be an asshole to you know a bunch of convicts who she's she's recruited to do this you know suicide mission. I mean these these are four heroes and she's still kind of an asshole. Um, so I don't know what her deal is, but uh, loved Pierce Brosnan as Doctor Fate, very well done. Um, Doctor Fate's uh, pretty cool in the movie. Um, but the I always thought that Black Adam. Was a villain? Is that not the case, Greg?
0: Uh, he is an anti-hero. That's what I was going to. He
2: he so, is actually an anti-hero. He was always so he, written
0: that way. He is a, he's Doctor Doom. I would say. I mean, Doctor Doom has the science aspect, but he protects his country. Mm-hmm. And if he's protecting his country against, you know, like an American jet flying over it by accident, then he's a villain. If he protects his country from. Dasaad trying to take all of his people and turn them into—I just used a completely random DC comment, and I should beat myself up. I'm going to throw myself down the stairs in a second from that. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, from taking all of his people and turning him into like uh, dark side demons. Then, then he's a good guy.
2: Well, but, but I always thought that, like, Dr. Doom actually created plans that, that caused the Fantastic Four to get involved and fight him because he was actually stepping outside of his country to do it. Or he was, like, looking for world on occasion. It's
0: on occasion. Yeah, nomination. I mean, it, these characters have been around for <laughs> 40, 30, 50, whatever years. And so they change it up periodically. Okay. But regardless of what whatever they do, it's for the, for the best of their particular country. And the people looking in can decide whether they're being good guys or bad guys at the time. Okay. Well, I I was just I was a little bit surprised because it seemed
2: like Hawkman kind of went toe to toe with Black Adam and I don't know where where everybody stands on like the power level in the DC universe. Um
0: I feel like that question's coming up so I'm going to look it up in advance.
2: Okay. Um so Black Man, or uh Black Adam and Hawkman kind of go toe to toe throughout the entire movie because Hawkman is kind of annoying and he's just a black or white person and there's no gray in the middle and he can't abide by um, uh, Adam's disregard for life if it's counter to what he desires. So, I mean, the role is played wonderfully by the Rock. Um, they spend a large portion of the movie trying to contain Black Adam, and then there's this subplot of of this terrorist organization trying to get hold of. A crown that will unleash demons upon the world and he wants to be this one guy wants to be in power so he's trying to get the crown so that he can be granted the powers of the demons and whatnot um spoiler alert he gets the crown becomes the demon they've captured black adam they've got to release black adam um but the only way that they captured Black Adam was voluntarily and blah, 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 blah. I know I'm ruining the whole movie here, but um it I mean, it's it it's fairly formulaic as far as that is concerned. But all in all, I mean the, the acting I, I enjoyed, the storyline I enjoyed, the I do like the anti-hero stories that we get. Um I I will say that it does seem like a lot of the villains are becoming anti heroes to an extent. Um where they don't want anyone to just be a straight villain. They want them to have motivations and reasons that you can understand. And, and granted, that usually makes for a better villain. But I I would like some villains to actually just be villains and not be, you know, occasional good guys, occasional bad guys. Um
0: So the it looks like the power list has Shazam is the most powerful in the DC universe, number one. Mm-hmm. black adam number two mm-hmm. i don't necessarily agree with this by the way uh wonder woman three uh they have this is the part i don't agree with they have green lantern is number four but when you're weak to a color i don't know how to feel about that yeah um superman and lois's son john kent is actually number five he's a newer character um connor kent Superboy is they have a six no that can be right i think i skipped someone i think i skipped regular superman um i was gonna say superman is number five yeah but that's why i said i didn't agree with it okay um so that's uh, there's a lot of uh like the list is a lot of uh ridiculous there's a lot of ridiculous lists online that i can't really sort through because there's just ads popping up everywhere oh gotcha gotcha and it's done by some fanboy who you know it's that thing with the little like up down arrows where you can like vote to push it up oh, and
2: so it's not really it's well, not. that a... no
0: all the other ones this one was the one that I found that wasn't like that oh okay so. that that's all I got,
2: but you know the they they release black Adam he fights the he fights the demon lord and you know then they're they're stuck with the problem of what to do with black adam um there's there's a lot of action there's a lot of um technology involved as well um they <laughs> The, there's this specific uh element i guess that they're that they're mining called eternium that allows them to power like their their special machines and whatnot and shields and it allows them to negate some of the uh the magical powers of black adam they use it as shields and stuff um i like i said i enjoyed the movie i liked it it, it is it going to win an oscar no no but the ultimately it's 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 fun and there's there's a sweet little cameo at the end. Did you hear about that? Do you want me to ruin it or do you
0: I know what it
1: is. Oh, I don't okay. I don't know. It's up to you guys if you want to I don't know it, but
0: it's it's made it I got it ruined by literally every single social media post oh, today. Okay. Like it's it, not like friends, but like just all, all know, over the place. Someone was like one of those the stupid ones that I've decided whether or not to delete. Which I won't you even got deleted. <sighs> No, there's. I don't care about that. It's just like they're the ones who're like, you know, DC fans are enraged about this. No, they're not. No one gets <laughs> like people are shocked that this has happened. No, no, no one no, is no, talking no, about no, it at all. Nope. Literally, yeah. no one. And <laughs> I, it's the only really source for new for the type of news that we like to look at. But it's all clickbait bullshit, which drives yeah. me crazy. Um, I wouldn't me. say I'm not even saying their name, but they were saying like. Uh, uh, fans are enraged that that Lame. this character's appearance is uh, ruining the reveal of the Ant Man trailer. Like no one is literally complaining about that at all.
1: Okay, so then there's not, a si- there's not
0: a single comic book nerd that is like that is unable to pay attention to two things at the same time from two different companies. Rough.
1: All right, so what is it? Go ahead. Let's let's do a spoiler.
2: Well, and here here the thing is is that I don't know why amanda waller didn't open with this one because at the end she she attempts to make a deal with uh, black adam's like look you stay in your country you're their protector fine whatever just stay there and she basically threatens him knowing that there's no way that they can fucking control him if he decides to it's like you already know that he's aggressive if he needs to be and you're just going to threaten him (laughs) as opposed to It's like, all right, well, that may not be the best tactic. Um, Well, so she sends Superman. Superman makes a cameo Uh, at the end of the movie, and he's like, we need to talk. And, And it's like, well, I mean, why didn't you open with Superman? Superman would not have been as antagonistic as Hawkman and would not have been as much of an asshole as Hawkman the entire movie. And they perhaps could have gotten stuff accomplished in with less collateral damage during the movie than what uh Black Adam and Hawkman did throughout the entire movie destroying buildings going through walls uh ruining town squares uh destroying vehicles superhero shit um, yeah yeah i'm like i mean and Hawkman came up and he was like you need to surrender now and it's like for for what <laughs> it's like you came in a little hot there guy why don't you back up a little bit and let's have a let's have a discussion <laughs>
0: um Put down the mace, bird boy.
2: Yeah, it's like, what the fuck? I mean, it, literally, he hadn't really done anything at that point when they showed up. And it was like, um, all right.
0: Okay. The Hawkman in the Flash universe, they they nailed the character. It was on, uh, I think Legends of Tomorrow or something. They did a good yeah. job with it there.
2: They did a good job with that one?
0: Yeah. Like... I do
2: remember some of that from Legends of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I did like that character, but... Yeah, it, I mean, if she does... it if she'd have just sent super, like she was flexing. She's like, I can send someone not of this world, blah, 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 blah. And and Superman shows up and it's like, well, you know, maybe you should have opened with that. (laughs) But if she had, we wouldn't have had the nasty, uh, I mean, we would have had two, two, uh, uh, Superman level characters just flying around, stopping all the shit from going bad and from happening. And then it wouldn't have been a problem. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Okay, cool.
2: But I, I mean, I half expected to see Shazam show up at the end, because I thought, isn't Black Adam like one of Shazam's uh, villains?
0: That he's like the exact opposite of him, yeah. Same yeah. power set, but he's, they're from the same comic. The, they kind of did the double-headed coin thing, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. where one, when one rises, the other rises kind of thing.
2: <clears throat> Fair enough. So. I mean, I know I didn't talk a whole lot about the movie, but I, I mean, I liked it. It was enjoyable. Yeah, I'm going to
0: see it. As soon as I can, I have no idea. D- does it would be. does
1: all the bad press live up to to the hype, or is that just
2: no, no? I don't I don't know what their problem is.
1: Okay, I haven't and
0: seen even, I haven't seen any bad press actually. I, I have and seen a
1: lot of negative of the, stuff.
2: Yeah, and even reading some of the reviews, like on IMDb and whatnot, it seems like they're bot uh they're bot reviews, oh, like somebody tried to review bomb it. Because, like, a lot of the negative reviews have, like, really crappy English, and they're not well—they're not well explained, they're not well thought out, and I was like, what?
1: Interesting.
0: Okay. That's so weird. That, that is that, weird. That, that certain countries, like, have decided that that's one of the ways to antagonize people. Doing, like, paying large amounts of people to, like, bot review stuff. It's so weird. I believe that's the end of our reviews. Check. Test. Well, that's this. That's it for this week's pre-Halloween episode. And uh, Halloween has made it a little bit difficult for us to get together to do the top fives, which we tend to record after the original recording. But I did want to leave you with something. So uh, if you guys are looking for fun stuff to watch for Halloween... uh, giving you a top five of things that you could watch and enjoy. Some of the stuff we have reviewed before, but other things we have not. So I'm going to go ahead and say uh, Werewolf by Night is my number five. It is a black and white show on Disney Plus using uh, Marvel Universe spooky characters. Uh, For more of the violent horror side of things, I would say Hellraiser, now showing on Hulu, the new version, the 2022 version. Good scary stuff. Uh, Barbarian on HBO Max. just came out. It was in the theaters not too long ago. Uh, Interesting movie. It has some flaws, but I did enjoy it. I was going to watch a little bit of it and then ended up watching the whole thing, and it has some good scares. Hocus Pocus 2. Family-friendly. Good to watch with the kids, and, of course, very much set in Halloween, unlike some of these others. And last but not least, Midnight Club. It is on Netflix. It is by... uh, I think his name is Mike Flanagan. Uh, it's from the Flaniverse, as they say, and all of his stuff has been gold. Definitely check that out. It is sad, but you just heard us review it a few seconds ago. So thank you for listening, guys, and have a happy Halloween. To
1: a time with-